Oh damn, we're in trouble now. Great. All right. All right. So welcome back, everyone. We are on chapter five of Atomic Habits by James Clear. And uh, thanks for meeting me. Thanks for meeting you. Yeah. Meeting you here in the kitchen. Yep. Thanks for taking the time to meet with me. You're very welcome. welcome. You know, it was just something that I look forward to in my daily week. In your daily week? That did not make sense. Cool. So, um, well, before that, why don't we talk about something good that's happened to us this week? Yeah. Brandon, do you want to go first? Uh, sure. Uh, I'm an affiliate on Twitch. Yay. Sure, I can did. Yep. So. How was your stream? Which one? Did you do, um, weren't you going to do like a 48 hour one? That's impossible. It's just kind of like how Robert was saying the other day. That's, I, I hit 13 hours mm-hmm. and I was like, I was dead. It's weird because like on paper, you're like, fuck yeah, I could do it. And it, then it's, it's weird because you physically feel sick. It wasn't, it wasn't more like, ugh, all right. <laughs> it's not that I felt sick. It's more of just like, I was trying to figure out what to do. What do you mean? It was more of like, cause I mean, I know there's a lot of stuff to do in the game, Yeah. but at the point is like, what the hell do I do after 13 hours? Cause at some point I felt like I was just kind of running in circles in sure. a sense and oh. trying to figure out, um, how to make things interesting, but mm-hmm. then it's almost like I hit a block. Well, you, well, you probably like you, you were quote unquote like on for such a long time mm-hmm. that it's hard to like keep that momentum or keep that personality, that entertaining like personality going. But the thing is though, is I was trying to run through like the entire story. So there yeah. was like a lot of stuff that I can do. It's just, I got physically bored. Yeah. You, I mean, there's no stimulus and because no. of that, you probably weren't that entertaining. Yeah. And so it was just like, okay. How long did you actually end up streaming for? 13 hours. Yeah. But you had streamed for before then too, during yeah. the day. Yeah. So I was actually going to do another, a redemption number two tonight. You were? Yeah. So I'm going to try to go 24 hours. Okay. Because when I hit 13, I was like, dude, I kind of just like bitched out a little bit. I don't, well, I don't think so. Well, like, okay. So like the reason that now I, why every streamer doesn't do like a 24 hour or like a 24 hour stream is like a big deal is because it takes a lot out on the person. Oh, hundred percent. Because like also too, it's not even so much like you being up for 24 hours, but it's like, it's the, the, um, recuperation, you know, cause if you go 24 hours, then that means you probably won't stream tomorrow or, or the day after or whatever, whatever day it was. Well, the thing is like, cause it was, yeah, no, it was Saturday. I slept at like 10, woke yeah. up at, I don't know, maybe about four or five. Yeah. We were you able to sleep that night. Oh yeah, dude, I passed out until yeah. 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, um, no, but today, cause like what I was thinking is if I do stream today mm-hmm. then I was going to bring it on into tomorrow and then that would be my already tomorrow stream mm-hmm. and then I'd fall asleep at nine. Well, like, okay. So like also too, um, maybe like for, for future ones, if you like hype it up, like if you spend a whole week promoting it, you're like, Hey guys, we're going to go all night on Friday. Then it kind of gets people something excited to look forward to. Yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's true. I can definitely do that. Yeah, because if you need to, I mean, if you want to do it for next Friday, we can actually, um, because usually we record the podcasts on Friday. So if you want to do like a 24-hour stream on Friday into Saturday, we can can record, I don't know. Anytime in the day, it don't matter. It doesn't have to be in the morning. That's fine. It don't matter. Um, So that way it gives you time to prepare and, you know, know, just in preparation for that. You know what you could also do too is they have what's called a -a subathon. And so what it is, is basically you have a scheduled live. So let's say you go eight hours. If people sub or donate, you add that adds to the time you're allowed. You, you go live. So they base like their donations and their subs basically keep your stream going. 
So a lot of streamers do it for like every, every sub is like five minutes. But if you do like every sub is an hour or two hours, then it would keep people not only entertained, but it would keep you. All right, guys, who's going to be the next person to sub? Let's see how long we can keep this guy up. It's this little bit more incentive that kind of adds, like you were saying, it's kind of hard to be entertaining an hour 13. But if you have that kind of like, um, in, incentive, people get a little bit more keen on that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, that's something to think about. And yeah, I'll, look, totally. I'll look into it this week. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, you could be like, Hey, who's going to, you know, who's going to sub and put me on here for another couple hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You actually, I mean, you made Twitch affiliate incredibly quick. There's a lot of people that spend a lot of time, uh, grinding. Yeah. So no, you, it, you networked and you, you know, you definitely earned that, that, that reward. Oh no, hundred percent. And it's more just something I got to keep at. Cause yeah. I think I only made like two followers in the 13 hours. That yeah. So there's that, there's that, you know, that cost and reward, right? Yeah. So it's like, you're like, Oh, well if I'm live for this long, I'll, I should be able to get this many more followers. But it's like this, you know, at which part is it, um, kind of well, rough, you know? Yeah. No, hundred percent. But I mean, it's, I mean, it's whatever. Did yeah. you get to at least like, were there people coming in from like different parts of the, I don't know. Nobody room? talked. Yeah. Oh. It's, 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 especially in the middle of the night, it's kind of hard to, to get people to interact because it's, you know, usually in the pretty middle late. Of the night. Yeah. yeah. And it's it, cool. there wasn't really that many people watching. So yeah, I mean, it's, you, it's something I just learned. Yeah. Well, like it's, it's a, it's a muscle you have to train, right? It's, it's, you know, you, you learned and you're like, Oh, the fact that you still want to keep doing it is kind of cool too. You're like, all right, well, there's our first one. Let's do it again. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So, how about you guys? Well, I um, I actually have two things. One, I um, I started running again, and I'm really excited about that because I was just feeling like my energy was just super stagnant. Yeah. So I've really enjoyed running, and it's just it's just kind of no, it just it's kind of given me like a little um, fresher outlook on life. I think. Now, is it like mentally or physically or both? Both. Because exercise is a great way to kind of like move some energy and kind of clear your headspace. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, do you think about things while you're running? Oh, very much so. Um, well I have a tendency to, it really all depends. I mean, sometimes it's like if I hit like a little spot where I want to stop, mm-hmm. I'll like count bushes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. You're like, I'll make it to this bush. Yeah. I'll make it to that bush. I'd yeah. be like, I'll look for like a bush, like way up ahead. Mm-hmm. And then I'll like look at ones in between. I'll be like, okay, there's one, there's two. And sometimes I just do that. But most of the times it's just, I either, if I have a problem, I, I have a tendency to solve it while I'm running yeah. or sometimes I'm just like, oh, I'm just not going to think about anything and just listen to the birds while I'm running. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. But either way, it, it's been really good. Just moving. I get, I guess just moving, moving my body. I just felt like the first time, especially the first time I ran and I was getting all that oxygen in, um, I, it definitely felt like it was moving all the old stuff out. Sure. If that makes any it, sense. Well, I mean, medically, no, but I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it was like my, my blood was pumping harder. I was mm-hmm. breathing faster and I just felt like I had been so stagnant for so long because, you know, what I'm doing now, I'm not really moving that much. Yeah. You know, even when we were in the office, mm-hmm. I was like standing and walking around. You know, you'd go to the copy room. I had more physical movement. Mm-hmm. So the last um, 30 days, I've been very stationary. Mm-hmm. So it felt really good getting um, my muscles moving again. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then really quick, the next thing I did is I I actually became an Amazon affiliate. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So, and I've had a lot of fun putting together um, lists. So what exactly is it for those of us that don't know what an Amazon influencer is? 
Yeah, because I could keep on calling it an affiliate. Do I call it an affiliate or an influencer? I, I have no idea. I don't okay, because I keep calling it the wrong thing, and I guess I shouldn't do that. But I'm an Amazon influencer, and basically what it is is um, they've set me up so I can go through the Amazon app and find anything to buy and put it into lists and then recommend the lists to everybody who follows me on social media. Sure, so it's kind of like, the, hey, these are things that I buy or like, mm-hmm. hey, buy these things off of Amazon? Well, I'm looking at it more. I mean, it's there, it's a really big program, mm-hmm. but the way I'm going into it is, is I'm like, hey, if I were going to be shopping for a weekend outfit, these are some of the things that I would sure, I think are cute. Sure. So, so it's, it's, a, it's an incentive to, for people to buy things off of Amazon. Correct. Yeah. Which also, uh, to be fair though, Amazon clothes are actually pretty insane. They're pretty good. My favorite shirts are mm-hmm. Amazon shirts. You know, I've um, this is just something that I've uh, started doing, but I did find a super cute pair of shoes yesterday. So I bought those and I'm very excited about that. But not only do, um, through this program, through this influencer pro- program, not only do I reach out to my, um, my followers, but I can actually make content and then Amazon puts it on their page. Yeah. So for example, I bought like a desk to, to work off of like when I'm setting down and I can videotape myself opening up the box, putting it together and then using it, and then I send it to them, and then they'll use that content, and then I get paid off of that, too. There you go. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's um, it's been a little tricky because I have to be really careful on, um, since I am getting paid, I need to make sure that I put, like, the hashtags. Um, like, if I actually like do. Ad. Yeah, if I like actually do. an mm-hmm, If I have to actually do an ad, I'll have to put hashtag, you know, influencer ad. So I always just put um hashtag amazon influencer yeah and um but it states right on my homepage on amazon that i'm earning a commission off of it there Mm. you go yeah so it's been really cool and it just it's um it just feels like you know like one little like little piece of the puzzle like a little building block a building block to what to our platform, to just everything that I've been working really hard on. Okay. And um, really quick, and I don't want to be rambling too much, but um, I was talking live on TikTok today, and it made me think back to like when I would go shopping with Barbu. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the things that I really loved the most to do with Barbu. We would go shopping, and it was just a really fun time that we had together. Yeah. And, um, and it, it kind of brings back that memory of just like, I'll be shopping. And in the back of my mind, uh, it would be like, ooh, Barbu would like this one. Yeah. You know, and I feel kind of like I'm shopping for, you know, her and I are shopping together yeah, again. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and it was a really cool experience. It was just kind of like a really cool way to put together, you know, a, a fun memory of, yeah. of Barbu and I Well, shopping. it's a good way to like look at it too. Like instead of like, oh, well, I'm going to do this to like try to make money. You're like, oh, I would do this because I think mom and I would enjoy it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know what I mean? Truthfully, if I went to it of just like, I'm just going to just do this just to make money, I'd just be putting lists together left yeah, and right, not really even caring yeah. and, and just putting it out there and kind of a hit and a miss. But I've never built, built my uh, my platform on mm-hmm. that at all. There you go. And um, yesterday when I was out thrifting, um, I saw this little lady and her daughter mm-hmm. shopping and it reminded me so much of me and Barbu and I followed them around the store. Just like... Can I help you? And you're like, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah. watching. In every different, you know, like area they'd be, they'd like turn around and I'd like pretend to look at something really quick. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're shopping with your mom and you see some like little gray haired lady following you around, it's probably just me. Okay. Yeah. But it was just really fun listening to their interaction. So yeah. how about you, Robert? 
Uh, yeah, I changed my flight from August to May, so I'll be going to England in May. Nice. And I'm actually yeah. going to go uh, watch Queen. I'm going to see Queen live. Do you know who the lead singer of Queen is now? Adam Lambert. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? He is. His first name is Adam. <laughs> Wait, what? They got a new singer? Well, yeah, Freddie Mercury is. No I know. I know here. Freddie Mercury's dead. Yeah, I'm just saying. Well, they didn't. Yeah, they, yeah. Oh. They had, so it's just like, just like you know how like Sublime with Rome, you know how Brad is dead. They have is you know Rome is filling all the covers. So it's this guy named Adam Lambert. Yeah, he was on American Idol. Okay, and uh, <laughs> he is going to be taking over the place of Freddie Mercury, and I guess he's really good. Yeah. So, he did. He he did a really good yeah, job. Yeah, so I'm mm-hmm. gonna go see Queen live, which that's be sick. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So I told Natasha I was gonna wear the same getup as Freddie Mercury with a yellow jacket and like the white shirt and just, you know, yeah. So I can see you doing that. Well, you he, you have a cool mustache like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. I not like it, but yeah. Some, I mean, I have a mustache, and Freddie Mercury has a mustache, so. Same, practically the same thing. So you're still going to go sightseeing and stuff when you get there in May and, and kind of do all the same thing again? Yeah, I reckon so. It's supposed to be like, I checked the weather and the high is supposed to be like 50 something. So I'm going to have to wear a lot of jackets. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I want to go see the queen and the, I'm also going to see queen the band. <laughs> no, then, I don't think you're going to see the queen. I don't know. Who knows? And then um, a bunch of like, I mean, apparently like there's ghosts and shit all over England. Everything's mm-hmm. haunted. Like everything, everything's got a dungeon. Everything's got a ghost. Well, that's pretty cool. No, since you're like yeah, so you're the world's biggest scaredy cat when it comes to that stuff. I mean, how did that come up? In was she like, do you want to go to the haunted Disneyland? Or no, she's like, go yo, you, let's go to York. They have a dungeon, and I was like, no. So I'm going to a dungeon, I guess. What do you? Well, I don't even want to. That's know. pretty sick. Yeah. It's not. It's scary. Why? Because it's dark. So it's a dungeon. I know. Yeah. There's so many better places to go. Like, I don't know. Take me to the top of the castle. You know, right. I'm a classy broad. I want to be, I want to be like, um, wind and dined. I don't want to be led down into a dungeon. See, I was thinking a dungeon was kind of like an attic, just where you like store your potatoes or basement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Basement. Yeah, yeah. Basement. Go down. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah. So, so I'll be, I'll be in England in May. That's so awesome. you, you guys are going to have to take over the podcast for two weeks. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So we're on chapter five and the chapter of this title is called the best way to start a new habit. Brandon, I know we, this is our second time doing the podcast. Are you okay with reading again? Yeah. Okay. So it's just going to be on the first page and then there's, I guess, a little story that I'm just going to read. Uh, It's called in 2001 researchers in Great Britain began working with 248 people to build better exercise habits over the course of two weeks. The subjects were divided into three groups. The first group was the control group. They were simply asked to track how often they exercised. The second group was the motivation group. They were asked not to only track, not only to track their workouts, but also to read some material and the benefits of exercise. The researchers also explained to the group how exercise could reduce the risk of coronary heart disease and improve heart health. Finally, there was a third group. The subjects received the same presentation as the second group, which ensured that they had equal levels of motivation. However, they were also asked to formulate a plan for when and where they would exercise over the following week. Specifically, each member of the third group completed the following sentence. During the next week, I will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on which day, at which time, and which place. In the first and second groups, 35 to 38% of people exercised um, at least once per week. Interestingly, the motivational presentation given to the second group seemed to be uh, seemed to have no meaningful impact on behavior, but 91% of the third group exercised at least once per week, more than double the normal rate. 
The sentence they filled out is what the researchers refer to as an implementation intention, which is a plan you make beforehand about when and where to act. That is, how you intend to implement or intend to implement a particular habit. The cues that can trigger a habit come in a wide range of forms. The uh, forms, the feel of your phone buzzing. Oh, in a wide range of forms. The feel of your phone buzzing in your pocket, the smell of chocolate chip cookies, the sound of ambulance sirens, but the two most common cues are the time and location. Implementation intentions leverage both of these cues. And then I highlighted a little thing that just says, broadly speaking, the format for creating an implementation intention is when situation X arises, I will perform response Y. Yeah. So, so do you think, okay, so out of curiosity, I mean, putting in our own um, lives, do you, I mean, what would be an example of a habit that we already have? So the, yeah, so the whole chapter is basically implementing and how to start a new chapter. So what you would do is you would find a habit that you would like to form, whether it be, it could be neutral or positive, or it could be anything like that. Whenever there's a situation that occurs, um, you know, you would do such things. It's very similar to, he, he goes into, I'm, we're skipping ahead, but basically there was this, um, researcher in this test that happened every time the bell would ring dogs would salivate because they would get a treat mm-hmm. so they associated the bell with food which was a habit of you know hunger so it would be anything so like let's say if you want to start brushing your teeth more in the morning every single time you turn on the shower you brush your teeth or anything like that and that's how you implement new habits you 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 kind of add on to whatever your current routine is right i'm trying to figure out like a habit like putting this sort of thing into um, context of something I'm already sure. doing. So, okay. So, well, well, they kind of stack into that later, but. Um, well, I was thinking like, for example, um, at four o'clock, I take Liberty for a walk. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah. So like, let's say, you know, we don't walk Liberty or anything, or let's just use her running for an example. So in order for you to establish more of a routine, you would kind of call it out into existence. So whenever, you know, um, X situation arises, whenever, I finish my morning coffee, I go for a run. Okay. So you, you're not necessarily like starting right out of the blue. You're just adding on to your daily routine. Right, daily right. Habit. I was just trying to give a context like an everyday. Sure. So uh, yeah, like, exactly. like an everything, like an everyday task that we already do mm-hmm. that applies to this rule. Yeah. You could be like, you know, after I'm done eating, I will wash off my plate and put it into the dishwasher. Yeah, that's all I was, yeah. you know, I was just kind of wanted to give context sure. yeah, yeah, to yeah, what no, Brandon no, I get it, just I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So then, um, I'm just going to switch over to page 71. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, where was I? Uh, We leave it up to chance and hope that we will just remember to do it or feel motivated at the right time. An implementation intention sweeps away foggy notions like I want to work out more or I want to be more productive or I should vote and transforms them into a concrete plan of action. Many people think they lack motivation when that they really lack is clarity. It is not always obvious when and where to take action. Some people spend their entire lives waiting for the time to be right to make an improvement. Um, And then it goes, once an implementation intention has been set, you don't have to wait for inspiration to strike. Do I write a chapter uh, today or not? Do I meditate in this morning or this morning or at lunch? When the moment of action occurs, there is no need to take no need to make a decision. Simply follow your predetermined plan. The simple way to apply this strategy to your habits is to fill out this sentence. I will do said behavior at said time and said location. And then it gives some little bullet points. Mm -hmm. So it says meditation. I will meditate for one minute at 7 a.m. in the kitchen. Studying. I will study Spanish for 20 minutes at 6 p.m. in my bedroom. Exercise. I will exercise for one hour at 5 p.m. in my local gym. And then it goes marriage. I will make my partner a cup of tea at 8 a.m. in the morning. Um, So, yeah. I mean, those are just like little things that you can just do. I mean, 
even if it's like eating healthy, you know, I'll eat, I'll eat healthy or I'll have this side of food mm-hmm. at this time at, at this location. Yeah. You know, kind of like me with my bad eating habits. Yeah. Well, like yeah. basically what he's saying is he's just like, he's eliminating the guesswork. Right. Yeah. So instead of, you know, like a lot of people will get will use fitness. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I'll start exercising in the new year. They kind of like throw it out there and they're like, all right, that's it. There's no like there's no set schedule or there's no set it's like no implementation mm-hmm. like he's talking about. Yeah, there's no plan. So instead of like making like this goal at the beginning of some odd time, you start adding on to your daily routine. So, you know, your daily routine could be like once I'm done eating dinner, I will, I'll walk around the block it's they implement it more so that it's not so like overwhelming where it's this huge change it's more like small minute changes which is the whole premise of the book yeah and then there are also i mean there's a page in here that i'm just going to jump a little bit but it's i'm not jumping i'm just saying it's just more like you know they start at the new year because it's a new it's a new year you know everybody thinks that it's a new year but Mm -hmm. you can even start it at the beginning of the week it's a new week or you can start at the beginning of the month because it's a new month Mm -hmm. you know there's no point to really wait for something when you can start it for Mm -hmm. sure yeah if anything it'd probably be better to start at the beginning of the week or the beginning of the month because this way you don't have to wait for you know i think if you you wait like for the beginning of the year or something like that i think you'll you'll spend that time psyching yourself out yeah you know you're like oh well i you know, I could have been exercising, you know, three months ago, I could have been doing this or that. And I think you kind of psych yourself out instead of like small little changes. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I just like with my new implementation, implementation of running, um, you know, truthfully, I was, I was telling my, I was giving myself all sorts of excuses why I wasn't working out, Yeah. you know? So, and I, a lot of times we have to just kind of quiet down the voices in our heads mm-hmm. to just make sure that they're not telling us what we can't do. You know, we need to make sure we can tell ourselves what we should do or, or will do. Yeah. I mean, very similar to like how he talks about in the last chapter, right? The identity, you know, if you yeah. assume the identity of a runner, if you assume the identity of somebody who wants to lose weight or some the identity of somebody who wants to clean the house more, it's easier for you to kind of implement those habits um, to structure your day better and yeah. that you can actually implement these. So yeah. like, so like if you were like, oh, well, I'm, I am a runner, you know, I, you know, I run, I'm a runner. Then you'd be like, okay, well, after I wake up, you know, I have my cup of coffee, then I go for a run. And mm-hmm. it's easier for you to start that habit if you already have that mindset of being a runner. Yeah. When the first time I ran, I was not doing very good. Mm-hmm. I was like, when I got home, finally, I'm like, I am a runner. Yeah. But, <laughs> but you still did it too, yeah. right? Like, and, it, it, and that was the mindset. So mm-hmm. I went back and did it again. Yeah. Because the first time is always going to be the hardest. Yeah, actually, today was pretty hard. Yeah? Yeah. Like mentally or physically? It seemed like physically. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just, you know, every day is different. Okay. Yeah. And then um, I'm just going to jump to the bottom because yeah. that's where I, I pretty much just said it. Yeah, so really if you're yeah. unsure when you start to have it, try the first day of the week, month, or year. And that's what I was just saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was just right there at the bottom. And it says, people are most, most likely to take action at those times because hope is usually higher. If we hope, we have a reason to take action. A fresh start feels motivating, which it does. Yeah. You know, I mean. You know, like new year, new me. Kind yeah. Of well, like you new even, week, new me, mm-hmm. new month, new me. Yeah. And sometimes like if we have a bad day and you just, you know, you go to bed early, you wake up and then in the mornings you're like, oh, well, you know, maybe today will be better. Yeah. You, you just kind of like sleep it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a new beginning. Every morning we wake up, it's a new beginning. Yeah. But I mean, if it feels like, you know, the days are just kind of going in and there's no real new beginning, then it's kind of hard to feel that sometimes. In what way? Well, I mean, like, so say, like, I mean, especially being at work, you know, like, well, you know, being an escrow, it seemed like even if it was a new week or a new day, it still Mm -hmm. felt like the same fucking day or it just, 
Well, we felt trapped. Exactly. So yeah. I'm just saying. So there's kind of like those things that even if you do feel trapped, like, you know, you're not really trapped. You're just making an excuse. Well, I think, well, I think in that situation, you guys were stuck in a, in a, in an area that which you couldn't get out of. And I think because of that, you felt like a little bit more despair. Mm -hmm. But if there was like, you know, if you were to like implement, let's just say we implement this book in terms of habit forming every day. You know, okay. So like, you know, after work, I, you know, I'll sit down, I will have a dinner. And then after dinner, I'll look for different jobs or I'll look for different ways to improve or something like that. I think because there, we haven't, you know, we never discovered this book or maybe because we didn't implement any new changes in, in our lives at the moment, it felt like, you know, you guys are just kind of stuck in a rut or stuck in a hole. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But we, I, even the whole time we were there, we were always looking for a way out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. But I mean, it's like, for example, like in what way? Well, we were always like, you know, um, it's like, well, I have to get the social media going. Brandon, mm -hmm. you know, had a, he implemented a plan of, of stream streaming, excuse okay. me, you know, I, I mean, towards the end, I'm really, I, and I'm just saying this, I was really proud of us, um, all of all of us that instead of just being, you know, staying there and staying stagnant, we, um, implemented a plan and we did it. Yeah. Even sure. before this book we were doing, you know, we did that. Sure. Yeah. 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 No, it was just a little like pat on the back. Pat, yeah. pat, pat. And then on page 72 says, there is another benefit to implementation intentions. Being specific about what you want and how you will achieve it helps you say no to things that will derail your progress, distract your attention, and pull you off course. We often say yes to little requests because we are not clear enough about what we want to be doing instead. When your dreams are vague, it's, easily, uh, it's easy to rationalize little expectations or exceptions all day long and never get around the specific things that you need to do to succeed. And it says, give your habits a time and space to live in the world. I mean, it's true, you know, sometimes we just only think about shit and we won't even like put it into action. You know, it just kind of stays in our head because of some sort of fear or like say, if we, you know, there's just say if like you can have a family and there is no way that you could do it. And like sometimes you just don't have the time. But I mean, there's always time. Well, that's what he's saying, right? He's saying make time for it. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. So it's like, no, even if you feel like you have no time, you always have time. Yeah. And then, I mean, but it's a beautiful thing. It's, it's like you have to let it get from your, your mind and your thought and your head. Give it a shot. You know, don't like, like you said, give it time to live in the world. So if you want to implement something, if you want to start doing something, you just, just do it. Yeah. Well, I think he, I don't think it's just do it. I think what he's saying too, right, is make more of a schedule, right? So it's all about schedule implementation and then executing that schedule. So if you're like, okay, I want to read 15 minutes a day, you, you would physically, you know, like how we did our morning routine, our morning schedule in that schedule, you would plan out 15 minutes of free time or time for you to be reading. Right. But he also said prior to that, it's, mm -hmm. we have a tendency to make exceptions. You know, we, we have a tendency to not even start that plan because we have a ten, you know, to be like, Oh, well, it's never going to work. Or you sure. know, I just don't have time. Yeah. You know, he's saying, give your, give your habits time to get out there and breathe and live. So, you know, start with that habit, start with the, the thinking about how to do it and actually do it to, to see if it's going to work. That's the way I took it. Well, I mean, I think, I think you and I are talking about the same thing in different in, words. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> So I think it's, I, well, you're saying you're like, do it, you know, just go ahead and do it. And I'm saying, yeah, yeah schedule a time and do it. Yeah. yeah. And then here it's, it's kind of like what you referred to, Robert. Well, it is what you referred to, yeah. but it says like a dog salivating at a bell. Maybe you start to get antsy around the time of the day you normally work out. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and that's true. You know, like it, 
when I was working out and I didn't go, I would get antsy around the time because I didn't know what to do. Yeah, that's right. You have that time that's dedicated to that hot, that habit or the event. And when you're not doing it, you're like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. With my Pretty life. much. So what, so what are you going to, did you ever figure out what you're going to do? Yeah, I'm just going to work out in the garage. Um, I was supposed to go meet with that guy and do like a free week at a gym. But I just couldn't be bothered because it's like they, they like, they're like car salesmen. They like mm-hmm. hound you for an event or a membership. I was like, it's going to be for seven days. You know, like I'm not, you know, like I can't even be he bothered. Will, he would be, he would have become your new best friend. He yeah. Would right. Be calling you well, continue. okay. So the, okay. So like I'm super petty, but he called me this morning and he was like, Hey Rob, it's Brandon from the gym or from EOS. And I hate being called Rob. Yeah. If I, if I don't know you, you don't call me Rob. Yeah. You know, like people <laughs> can call me Rob, like once they know me kind of thing. But if you, but if you start off Rob, no. And that's honestly, that's probably the biggest thing. So if you would have been like, Hey Robert, it's Brandon from the gym, you know, from EOS fitness, you know, just schedule and confirm. I'm like, Oh yeah, I'll probably think about it. But he called me Rob. I'm like, no, <laughs> fucking you're done. Like, sorry guy. Yeah, man. You know, I never, I never once did I, in any of my conversations or any of the forums, I filled out Rob and he was like, Oh yeah, no, he's a Rob. No, you don't call me that. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, um, in, um, escrow, there was a, um, and I love him dearly, but Christopher, mm-hmm. remember Christopher, mm-hmm. he, um, if anybody called him Chris, he would go off and he'd be like, my mother named me Christopher. There's 11 letters in my name and you're going to call me by every single letter. Yeah. And he would get really offended when people would call him. Chris. Well, I would, I was not so much offended. It's more of like, yo, I don't know you, you know, my name's Robert. You can call me Robert. And then we're friends. You can call me Bert or you can call me Rob, but, but you know, you're a stranger guy. Yeah. yeah. I'm not your fucking friend. Yeah. I'm not your friend, pal. Yeah. <laughs> and I ain't going to go to your gym. Yeah. No, I'm going to work out in the garage. And then, uh, what were you going to say? No, I was going to tell you oh. that. Um, okay, so there there was also, there are many ways to use implement, uh, implementation intentions in your life and work. My favorite approach is one I learned from Stanford professor B.J. Fogg, and it is a strategy I refer to as habit stacking. So it kind of tells a little story, um, and it goes, the French philosopher Denis Diedrich lived nearly in his, his entire life in poverty, but all changed one day in 1765. Diedrich's daughter was about to be married and he could not afford to pay for the wedding. Despite his lack of wealth, Diedrich as well known or yeah, Diedrich was well known for his role as a co-founder and the writer of the Encyclopedia, one of the most comprehensive encyclopedias of the time. When Catherine the Great, the Empress of Russia, heard of Diedrich's financial troubles, her heart went out to him. She was a book lover and greatly enjoyed his encyclopedia. She offered she offered to buy Diedrich's personal library for a thousand euros, more than 150,000 today. Suddenly, Deidre had money to spare. With his new wealth, he not only paid for the wedding, but also acquired a scarlet robe for himself. Deidre's scarlet robe was beautiful. So beautiful, in fact, that he immediately noticed how to place or how out of place it seemed when surrounded by his more common passions. He wrote that there was no more coordination, no more unity, no more beauty between his elegant robe and the rest of his stuff. Deidre soon felt the urge to upgrade his possessions. He replaced his rug with one more, uh, one from Damascus. He decorated his home with expensive sculptures. He bought a mirror to place above the mantel and a better kitchen table. He tossed aside his old straw chair for a leather one. Like falling dominoes, one purchase led to the next. Deidre's behavior is not uncommon. In fact, the tendency for one purchase to lead to another one has a name, the Deidre effect. The Deidre effect states that obtaining a new possession often creates a spiral of consumption that leads to additional purchases. You can spot this pattern everywhere. You buy a dress and have to get new shoes and earrings to, uh, to match. You buy a couch and suddenly the, uh, and suddenly question the layout of your entire living room. You buy a toy for your child and soon find yourself purchasing all the accessories that go with it. It's a chain reaction of purchases. And that's 100% true. 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I always thought it was just me, but go ahead, Brent. No, I always, if I buy one thing and then it just seems like I have to buy other stuff for mm-hmm. it, I buy other stuff for sure. it. Sure. You know, like there's always something that you can buy for something. Yeah, and you can apply it to like anything, like any kind of habit or any kind of hobby. Yeah, like, you know, you know got a new PC, have to get new monitors, new keyboard, new mouse. Yeah, or like um, also too, like, if you were to buy like clothes you're like, Oh, I can't be eating, you know, this, like, you know, I got to make sure I start eating this so I can do that kind of thing. Like if you're running, you are like, Oh, I can't be eating cheeseburgers or things like yeah, that. Or if you're running, you're like, Oh, well, I have to get a new pair of running shoes. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh, but my shorts are, aren't, you know, they're not aerodynamic either. Yeah. And then you get like a pair of shorts and you're like, Oh, well now my top looks silly, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. Kind of like it kind of like it's a self-fulfilling prophecy kind of thing. You're yeah. like, Oh, well I'm a runner. A runners deserve this kind of thing. And you kind of like, of like it basically is again sitting you kind of assume that identity yeah even though i did find a pair of shorts that reminded me of my pe shorts in seventh grade so yeah. i bought them and now i need to find a pair of tube socks great <laughs> yeah so you know you got to make a statement when you run what you have to make a statement when you run i want everybody to be like oh right that's it i have to wear whatever i want you think that you think <laughs> okay oh really quick not to interrupt but today i had one of those moments um I walked past these people and they had a couple of dogs and they were very nice and we exchanged pleasantries. This is when you were running? This is when I was running. So I made it to the corner and I, I headed back. Well, they had gotten to their destination. They headed back. So we were like going towards each other and then some car like honked. And so I'm all like, oh, somebody recognizes me. So I was waving and I didn't realize it, but they were honking and waving at the people with the dogs and they, they were waving and then they looked at me like, why are you waving at these people? It's not even surprising to, at all. As soon as you said honk, I realized that it was like... <laughs> I'm like, hello, hello. And I wonder if that's a, that, that has a name for something. Like the when, Barbu like, syndrome. <laughs> like when somebody waves at somebody behind you and you think they're waving at you. I wonder if that has a name. I don't know, but it, it happened and I cracked myself up. So, do you, so after that, did you start running? Well, I was still running. Oh, okay. But they just, you know, and they walked by me and they kind of gave me the look and I'm like, hello again. And that was just it. I mean, it's, right. it happens so many times. Yeah. I do that all the time. To me, it was just another incident, but I thought it was funny. Okay. Sorry, Brandon. Go ahead. No, you're fine. Okay. Um, and then on page 74, it says, when it comes to building new habits, you can use the connectedness of behavior to your advantage. One of the best ways to build a new habit is to identify a current habit you already do each day and then stack your new behavior on top. This is called habit stacking. Habit stacking is a special form of the implementation intention. Rather than pairing your new habit with a particular time and location, you pair it with a current habit. This method, which was created by BJ Fogg, has the part of the ha- as part of his tiny habits program, can be used to design an ob- an obvious cue for nearly any habit. So Fogg's habit stacking formula is... After I do said current habit, I will start the new habit. Uh, meditation is after I pour my cup of coffee each morning, I will meditate for one minute. It says exercise. as I t- uh, After I take off my work shoes, I will immediately change into my workout clothes. Gratitude. After I sit down to dinner, I will say one thing I'm grateful for that happened today. Marriage. After I get into the bed in the night, I will give my partner a kiss. And it says safety. After I put my running shoes on, I will text a friend or family member where I am running and how long it will take. So, I mean, it's just more of like, again, you just take your habit, figure out what you're going to do, and then stack the new habit on it. Yeah, I mean, it's the easiest way to to create new habits, right, is to already attach them to pre-existing ones. So, like, instead of, like, I think the thing, the biggest thing for people, right, or for people trying new things, is it's like they just plunge into the deep end, and they don't know how to start, or they don't know where to start, or they don't know, you know, basically how to go about it in their daily routine. 
So by them adding it on to their current habit, it already gives it the time and the place very similar to what we saw at the very beginning of the chapter, right? Yeah. So after X you know, perform, um, thing is done, I will perform Y habit. Um, so it's very, very similar for people or very, very easy for people to kind of already start that new habit to get in the swing of things. So that's the whole premise of this chapter, right? Is just how to start it. Um, it's very, very easy if you use this rubric. Yeah, because I know that a lot of people will say like if they're working mm-hmm. and they want to work out after work, they're like, oh, if I sit down, I will never get back up to do yeah. what I wanted to do. Sure. And it's and I think that that's like the habit stacking because once you sit down, it's just like maybe it breaks your motivation. No, I don't think it breaks your motivation, but I think it it's, it, you know, if you're really, really tired after that day and you're like, you sit down, you're like, oh, well, I can't be bothered. But if you give yourself that mental, like, okay, once I'm done with this, I will do that. And mm-hmm. especially like how Brandon says at the very beginning of the chapter, the people who gave that certain activity a time and the place were 91% more likely to do it. So if you're saying, okay, after the gym or after I'm done working, I will go downstairs and go to the gym or I'll, I'll drive to the gym and work out. You've already gave it a time and a place so that if you were to not do it, it would be a lot, it would be a lot more difficult to, to not do it. Yeah. Like when I was working out a couple of years ago with Des, yeah. um, he would, on Mondays, it would be, we work out at five and yeah. that's right after I got done working. So I would just take my workout clothes with me. I would change in the car and then I would work out right after work. No mm-hmm. matter how tired I was or anything, I still do it. Did you find that it was like, was there any time you were like, oh, I just want to turn and go to home or um, like, do, do you, do you remember like giving it a time and a place and being more like, no, I mean, the only time he could work out at five yeah. was five with me. So yeah. I was like, okay, there's really, I mean, there's really nothing I can do at that point. It's either yeah. I work out with him or I don't. Mm-hmm. So I just made sure that I worked out with him. So I always brought my clothes with me on Monday, Yeah, changed in the car once I got to the gym and then started working out. Yeah. So there was really, I, there was, I, I didn't give myself the excuse to not do it. Sure. Absolutely. So that's, so that's what I always did. Well, yeah. I mean, that's a great habit to form, right? So you're like, I, I can't not go to the gym at five. Yeah. You know, so like you, you, your habit is already so like rooted in your day that it's, it's super hard for you to get out of it. Yeah. I mean the first couple of weeks or even like the month of Mm -hmm. working out, I Mm -hmm. mean, there was days I didn't even want to go Yeah, just because I was so tired. But at the same time, like you can't stop once you get too tired. Mm -hmm. Well that you assume the identity of somebody who works out after work. Yeah. You know, so it was really hard for you to kind of break that identity because you've done it over and over again. It was that, it was that subconscious habit formed. Yeah. Do you think that your workout, did you enjoy your workout as much after work or did you, I mean, uh, I mean, it didn't really matter to me. It was more of just retired either way. I would, yeah, I didn't really, I just wanted to get out of the house because that was when I was dating my ex. Yeah. I didn't want to be there. (laughs) It just made me spit. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I'm just saying there's, I mean, there is, there is reasons why I worked out and got out of the house, Mm -hmm. but that was a couple of years ago. So yeah. So anyways, um, down in the page of 74, It says, the key is to tie your desired behavior into something you already do each day. Once you have mastered this basic structure, you can begin to create uh, larger stacks by chaining small habits together. This allows you to take advantage of the natural momentum that comes from one behavior leading into the next. A positive version of the Deidre effect, your morning routine habit stack might look like this. After I pour my morning cup of coffee, I will meditate for 60 seconds. After I meditate for 60 seconds, I will write my to-do list for the day. Uh, and then it keeps going on. Mm-hmm. After I write my to-do list for the day, I will immediately begin my uh, my first task. 
or consider this habit stack in the evening. After I finish eating dinner, I will put my plate directly into the dishwasher. After I put my dishes away, I will immediately wipe down the counter. After I wipe down the counter, I will set my uh, set up my coffee, uh, coffee mug for tomorrow morning. And this is kind of like what you were saying earlier. Mm-hmm. You know, you just kind of stack all the habits into one instead of just thinking of like, instead of like doing like the mindless motion, uh, the mindless motion of just doing daily mm-hmm. stuff. You know, you kind of have to put a habit into it. Yeah, absolutely. And it kind of ties in with what mom was saying earlier is, you know, giving that habit time to breathe or time mm-hmm. to live in the day. Right. So if you already acknowledge that you're going to stack it onto a pre-existing habit, you've already given it a time and a place for it to kind of exist. Yeah. So like, you know, after I shower, I'm going to apply lotion kind of thing. You, you've already given it that mindset and you've already made that, that commitment to like commit to that habit kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's very, very, I think in terms of like creating new habits, I think this is a very cool way to start it instead of just plunging into the deep end. You're like, Oh, I'm going to start running more. And they're like, well, when are you going to run? You're like, whenever I got time. Yeah. You know, it, you know what? You will never find the time. Yeah. Well, if you, you may not never, but I mean, it's definitely gonna be difficult. Right. Yeah. So like you can't be like, Oh, I might, I think I'll do it. I think I'll do it like after I eat or I think I'll do it before I go to bed or, you know, things like that. It, it you don't give it enough of a, of a, you don't give it enough time to breathe. Yeah, yeah well, you you, yeah, you don't give it a time and place, that, so you're you'll be less motivated to complete that task. So, was it last week that we went through our morning schedule? Mm-hmm. So, do we want to? Um, what I was thinking about doing is, is like we could um, go through our morning schedule and um, see where we can maybe insert a, a new positive habit. Yeah, well, I know we. I know we. This is our second time trying this podcast. We kind of. We dissected Brandon's, but I'd actually like to volunteer and try to do mine. Well, so. I was kind of thinking maybe we could all do our own and then come back and just see. You oh, know. okay. Yeah, yeah. And start doing it for next week. Yeah. And so for next week, we come back and we'll be like, hey, you know what? Here's my here's my morning schedule. And this is a new positive habit that I'm going to insert in this time. I wouldn't even I wouldn't even give it that far. I would say uh, all three of us should find something to do and then implement it over the week and then report back to what that habit was. I thought that's what we were going to do. Well, yeah. No, no, no. I'm, like... Yeah, yeah, no, I thought that if we were going to say it today, we would just implement it into the week. Yeah, that's, oh, not, that's okay. what I'm thinking. Because if we do that, then by the time they hear what we're doing, we'll already be two weeks ahead. Oh, okay. So, so. then let's, so I'm sorry, I didn't mean, so just to be clear, mm-hmm. so it's so that everybody out there knows we're going to pick a new habit and do it all week. Well, we're not, not all week. It's going to be, we're going to implement it into our daily routine. So it, it, would, it wouldn't be a good habit if we only did it for a week. Right, right. But I meant that we're going to do it this week and then report back on yeah. it. So um, it's Monday morning, and so what I'd like to, you know, I would would like to encourage everybody who's listening to maybe do the same thing. Yeah. You know, why not? I agree, yeah. Yeah, so do something. Implement a new positive habit into your your either morning or evening schedule. Or or your day. Or your day. Yeah. Anywhere around there. So what's your guys' habits? I'm going to start waking up early. Nice. You know, cause I used to, I used to start waking up like super early. Now I've been sleeping until like six or seven. Now I think it's like six and it's kind of driving me crazy. So I'm going to implement a new routine where my mornings can be a little more planned out because I used, I would just wake up and then I'd kind of be like, Oh, okay, well uh, I guess I'll do this. And there wasn't enough scheduling or routine that I'm going to start uh, implementing a new like morning workout and productive like schedule. So basically, I mean, I don't have one new habit. It's, it's going to, I'm going to rewrite my entire morning. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do something along the same lines because I um, I found myself now sleeping in more and more and more and it's getting me 
you know, starting later and later, later. Mm -hmm. And then if I have that later start, I have a little bit of a tendency to have a little bit more anxiety because I feel like I'm not going to get everything done. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to try to wake up earlier, but I'm going to try to implement a more solid, um, schedule for in the afternoon. Cause kind of like once I, um, after I take my shower and I, um, I do my content, I, between noon and five is just kind of willy nilly. Yeah. And I, I think I'm losing a lot of productivity just by jumping around too much. Sure. Yeah. Well, I know whenever I talk to you, you're like, well, I have this and that and this and this and that and this. So I think if you gave yourself a little bit more of like a structure thing, you'd be a little bit more. Yeah. In fact, now that you mentioned that, what I was thinking about earlier is because a lot of times in the morning when I'm looking at my social media, I'm thinking about the TikToks and the reels and the stuff that I'm going to do. And I would like to start writing those down. Mm -hmm. So then that way it's, I'm applying that I'm going to do this TikTok idea at this time. I'm going to do this real idea at this time. And because sometimes I'll go and I'll be like, oh my gosh, it's this time. I haven't done any of my content yet. So I, I was thinking about doing something. I think it's a good idea. What about you, Bren? Uh, I'm going to put my phone farther away from me so I can actually wake up. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to take a shower. Well, I already shower in the mornings, but instead of just going back to bed, I'm just going to take a shower. Yeah, because you'll already be up. Yeah. And then I'm going to start putting out content. So I'm just going to start doing that. Yeah. That's cool. Kind of rewriting your morning routine. Pretty much. Now, does it take you like a long time to wake up? Because I know you said you'll check your phone and then you fall back asleep. But like once you're up, are you up kind of thing? Yeah, once I'm up, I'm up. But it's more of just like I just sit there. Mm-hmm. It's more so like say if I set my alarm for 730. Yeah. Then I my phone uh, going off at 730. I put it too close to me. So I, I already snooze it without even knowing. And then yeah. the next thing I know, it's 11. Oh, okay. Sure. So I just got to put my phone farther away from me, take a shower after I turn on my coffee. So that mm-hmm. at that point, I'm just going to be up instead yeah. of just going back to bed. Yeah. So that's just what I got to do. It's like the Deidre effect, right? So like once you're already up, then you kind of, you know, then that will happen and then that happens. It's kind of like a domino effect. Well, I mean, I don't know about the Deidre effect. Yeah. Well, like you'll already be up, right? Yeah. So what would, you know, so if you're already up, what would, you know, um, you would, you would kind of associate somebody who's being up with the things around you. Yeah. So, I mean, once I'm already up, I'm just going to stay up instead of just Mm -hmm. going back to bed Mm -hmm. because I usually go back to bed and just lay down. Yeah. So I'm just going to start going Waking up, grabbing my phone, turning on the coffee, and then taking a shower. Now, do you do you eat breakfast at all or no? No. No, okay. Only if I have stuff to eat, I'll eat it, but no. You don't like actively make breakfast? No. Okay. There's no, no, I don't wake up, make eggs or hash browns or anything okay. like that. Okay. So. Do you eat your lunch? You eat your lunch pretty early though, right? I mean, I eat lunch at like 11, 1130. Mm-hmm. It's normal. Yeah. And then I'll eat dinner probably around uh, whatever time I stop streaming. Okay. So. I mean, I'll probably have to get, because I got to go to the grocery store after this anyways. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get some snacks and stuff and start meal prepping better. Okay. So that's what I'm going to start doing. Awesome. Yeah. So on page 76, it's saying overall habit stacks allows you to create a set of simple rules that guide your future behavior. It's like you always have a game plan for which action should come next. Once you get comfortable with this approach, you can develop general habit stacks to guide you whenever the situation is appropriate. Uh, exercise. When I see a set of stairs, I will take them instead of using the elevator. Social skills. When I walk into a party, I will introduce myself to someone I don't know. Finances. When I want to buy something over $100, I will wait 24 hours before purchasing. Healthy eating. When I serve myself a meal, I will always put veggies on my plate first. Minimalism. When I buy a new item, I will give something away, one in, one out. Mood. When the phone rings, I will take one deep breath and smile before answering. 
Forgetfulness, when I leave a public place, I will check the table and chairs to make sure I don't leave anything behind. Um, I mean, yeah, like the habit stacking is literally, you can do it and you can apply it to anything. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So it, and that's, it's... Oh, sorry. You're good. No, I was going to say like, um, like the book has mentioned before. I mean, it's like what might be a bad habit to me might not be a bad habit to somebody else. Yeah, there is no, there is no such thing as a, he, he never once explicitly says a bad habit. It's, right. it's whatever habit is good for you as the person. So the, so the habits that we kind of come up with and the habits that we say, like we just use fitness as an example because most people want would agree that fitness is a good habit to have, but it could be good or bad. It 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 to it, to different people, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know. And yeah. the only reason, the only way I can think about it being bad is people trying to lift too heavy of weights and hurting themselves. Yeah, you're right. Well, then the, then that would be um, they would have a bad habit forming of maybe not doing enough research or mm-hmm. you know like that, that, that's a really good example, Brandon. Because if you were like, oh, well, I'm just going to lift these heavy ass weights and then not know enough about like you know your your body or, or form or even how or, to yeah or yeah. how to even lift weights. Yeah, yeah, or like lift with the you know because mom likes to lift with her back, you know. So sure. um, it. it if you're going to assume the identity of a weightlifter, you should like do research. You should mm-hmm. watch videos. You should talk to people. Um, that in itself right there would be the lack of, I think of a good habit or a lack of a habit, which would result in an injury, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, cause you didn't stretch, you didn't check the weights, you didn't, you don't have anybody spotting you. You know, those are all habits that could have been formed to help somebody who doesn't know how to lift do something better. Yeah. yeah. And it's not necessary. I mean, that's necessarily a bad habit. But then if you, like you guys said, you yeah. know, if you just mm-hmm. research it and do what you need mm-hmm. to do, then it turns into a good habit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you become the identity of a weightlifter and then, yeah. you know, your form gets better, your diet gets better, your um, overall physique gets better. Mm-hmm. So it's assuming that identity and, and tacking on habits by habit stacking. And that's one of the really cool things about this book is it's like you can tailor it to anybody. Anybody can take this formula and make it work in their own particular instances. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then on page 77, it says, no matter how you use the strategy, the secret of creating successful habits, stacking uh, is selecting the right cue to kick things off. Unlike an implementation intention, which specifically states the time and location for, uh, for a given behavior, habit stacking implicitly has the time and location built into it. Uh, So there's that. So, I mean, like, you know, is selecting the right cue to kick things off. So even if it's just like, oh, after dinner, you know, and like you guys were saying beforehand, it's like, even if you don't have the time to go work out or Mm -hmm. say if like you miss working out, like you were saying Mm -hmm. last time, you know, go for a walk. Yeah. You know, there's, there's, even though you don't have the time to go to the gym per se, you just still do something that's uh, exercise related. Yeah. Well, like he, like he, if uh, on the next sentence, right. He says, when and where you choose to insert a habit, uh, into your daily routine can make a big difference, right? So like you don't want to, mom doesn't want to get dressed, put her makeup on and then go for a run. Yeah. Right. So yeah. you'd be more successful in your habit if you, if you schedule it in your day, that would be best suited for you. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's all about, I think time management. It's all about, he, he, what I like about this book too, is he's very structured. I'm a very structured person. So I think me and this James Cleary guy would get along really well <laughs> Yeah. Um, because he's all about like, Hey, find a habit, implement that habit into your daily routine and then schedule time around to make that habit happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's all about, it's all about time and place, right? Like if you, you'd be more, you'd be much more motivated to work out after work, not during work or you'd be much more implemented to like, you know, start eating healthy, you know, 
after before swimsuit season or things like that. So find a time and a place. Yeah, because I'm not a very structured person. Yeah. So for me, it's going to be really important, um, like he said, uh, to make sure that you habit stack correctly. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically see what your habits are. So it's going to be a challenge for me because I'm going to have to like, so I'm going to have to conscientiously like check my habits, see what I'm doing and then figure out the right place to put it. Well, okay. Do you have an example of a habit that you would like to start? Well, I want to be more structured. I mean, truthfully, overall, I don't know if being more structured is a habit, Mm -hmm. but I would like to be a little bit more, um, a little bit more structured in my day and my content. Okay. Well then, okay. So then for an example, how would you habit stack you being more structured? Well, um, by the time I walk Liberty and I eat dinner, I would like to have my lives done. I would like my content created. I would like to have my YouTube, um, already at least recorded. Okay. And then, um, you know, I walk Liberty, I eat dinner, but then again, it's like, um, I just have to make sure that because I still have, additional things to do while I'm trying to watch TV. Okay. So again, how would you implement more of a structure? Okay. So what I was, what I was thinking about, and I was thinking about this yesterday is I got that little desk. Yeah. So, um, and I was much faster yesterday, just sitting on the floor Mm -hmm. and putting my stuff into Poshmark. So I would like to implement it. Like after dinner, I'm going to sit down and for two, you know, for like an hour, hour and a half, two hours, just concentrate on just putting stuff into my Poshmark. Mm -hmm. Then, I can sit there and, you know, shop around on Amazon. But what was happening is as I was sitting on the couch. I was kind of watching TV. I was kind of putting my things into Poshmark and it was yeah. just taking really long. So I'd like to maybe imp- implement a better habit of what, like the, the two hours after dinner, what I do. Sure. So, okay. So if I may, yeah, you, go ahead. you had said that you want all this stuff done before dinner though. No, no, no. I, th- I can't physically do all okay. of that. So what I'm asking is... So uh, after dinner routine needs to improve also. So, okay. So it seems like your overall day, there needs to be more of a habit stacking from structure. The min- from the minute I so wake up to the minute I go how would you implement that? If we, I mean, we're on chapter five. We, we know enough. What would you do to kind of implement more of a structured day? Well, what I was going to do is like in the mornings when I'm checking social media, I'm going to start writing down the TikTok content that I want to create sure. so it's, and the real content. I'm going to... Go ahead. No, it's okay. So I was going to write down what I want to mm-hmm. do, what what idea I come up with, and when I'm going to do it. Sure. So it seems more like you need more of a of a when and where kind of a thing. It seems like you need more of a of a time uh, allowment because I think what you do is you do like, oh, I need to do TikTok. Oh, that reminds me, I got to do an Instagram. Oh, that mm-hmm. reminds me, I didn't even film on YouTube. I think if you dedicated, if you wrote it out, like, hey, from noon to two. I will be making TikTok content, you know, from two to three, I'll be making YouTubes. I think if you did that, then you'll be able to check it off more lists instead of like, it just seems like you're running around kind of putting out fires. Yeah. Maybe implementing more of a strategy and like that. So like, Hey, I need to make sure I get all this content done before noon in order to do so. I'm going to wake up earlier, you know, uh, you know, like that, that kind of implementation. Yeah. And also too, it's like with my thrifting, um, I have it down to Thursdays, Fridays and Saturdays, Yeah, you know, and um, because it, it was taking a lot of time for me to, you know, it would take a couple hours out of my day. Sure. So I'm, I'm trying to time manage better. I, I mean, I don't think I have unhealthy habits. Mm-hmm. I just don't, like you said, I don't have a time and a place for the habits that I have. Yeah, well, exactly. How many cups of coffee do you have in the morning? Oh, gosh. Well, it doesn't matter. Two or three. three. Okay. Yeah. So then first one, first cup of coffee, you're going to be looking at your TikTok and Instagram and all that. Mm-hmm. Second cup of coffee, I would 
start doing a TikTok or write down the ideas. And then the third mm-hmm. cup, I would do said idea and then continue on your day. It's a really good idea. Yeah. You know, if you think about it like that, okay, like you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, you write down your TikToks. After your first cup of coffee, you jump in the shower or you go for a run. And then after you go for a run, you do that like that. And Brandon, Brandon made us a really good point. Like you can structure your day around your cups of coffee. That's habit stacking. Yeah. yeah. It's exa- I mean, that's, that's clear cut. That's a great example. Yeah. I think what I'll do is like first cup of coffee, I'll look, because I have three places that I, I actually, four places that I look at. I like at TikTok, Instagram, mm-hmm. um, YouTube, and Poshmark. Yeah. And on my Instagram and TikTok, I need to take the time to respond to comments and stuff yeah. like that. So maybe what I can do is like, First cup of coffee, TikTok, second cup, Instagram, third cup will be like a combination of Poshmark and YouTube. So how often, how long does it take you to go through three cups of coffee? By nine o'clock. Okay. And then by nine o'clock, I would like to have all of that done. By nine o'clock, I'd like to have my coffees done, all of those things done, my TikToks written down and Mm. my reels written down what I'm going to do. And I'd like to be running by nine o'clock. Okay. Or like, I mean, would you be opposed to maybe answering those TikToks and other comments maybe at night when you're a little bit more relaxed or? No, because I have, um, I do that at night also. It's not just, it's because it's pretty constant. Okay. So I try to, um, I actually try to set aside time morning, afternoon, and evening of replying to content. Okay. Then yeah, like Brandon said, like maybe structure your day and implement habit stacking around your cup of coffee. Yeah. Maybe what I'll start doing is, is like after, um, I walk Liberty Mm. and, um, you know, before I start dinner, maybe I can do like a little commenting of uh, for comments then. Mm-hmm. So it's not putting so much pressure in on the morning. me at night before oh, I go night. to bed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a really should. good idea. Thank you, Brandon. You're welcome. And then on page 77 still, it says, Oops. Uh, Oh, okay. Uh, your cue should also have the same frequency as your desired habit. If you want to do a habit every day, but you stack it on top of a habit that only happens on Mondays, that's not a good choice. One way to find the right trigger for your habit is to stack it uh, for your habit stack is by brainstorming a list of your current habits, which you guys were just talking mm-hmm. about. You can use your habits, uh, habit scorecard from the last chapter at a starting point. Alternatively, you can create a list with two columns. In the first column, write down the habits you do each day without fail. Uh, it says, for example, get out of bed, take a shower, brush your teeth, get dressed, brew a cup of coffee, eat breakfast, take the kids to school, start the work day, eat lunch, end the work day, change out of your work clothes, sit uh, sit down for dinner, turn off the lights, go into bed. Your list can be much longer, but you get the idea. In the second column, write down all the things that happen to you each day without fail. For example, the sun rises, you get a text message, the song you are listening to ends, the sun sets. Um, you know, that's kind of confusing. Yeah. Yeah. This is the only part of the chapter that didn't really make sense because he's like, well, you know, write down your daily list and, you know, um, habits you do each day without fail. But like, Oh, that makes sense. Okay. So it happens each day without fail as in like, it's always going to happen. Oh, this is like, this is the basis of stacking. Yeah. So like uh, coffee is an everyday thing without fail. Um, like the sun rises every day without fail. You always get a text message. The songs are also that you're listening to ends Mm -hmm. without fail. Because if something begins, it has to end. The so sun this sets. is the starting block for, per, for habit stacking. Yeah. yeah. And okay. then you just, inside this, like the sun rises, I get out of bed, yeah. take a shower, brush your teeth, get dressed. You get a text message. You answer it after your shower. Mm-hmm. The song you're listening to ends, either whatever. Do a push up. Yeah. And then go into the bed or, yeah. and then you sit down for dinner, like the sunset. Okay. Yeah. Because these are going to happen without fail. You can implement a habit after each one of those. 
Mm-hmm. So sun rises, morning you get out of bed and sort of have it. Yeah. Thank you. I just wanted to re-say it at my own I mean, word. I was going to say, you know, Brandon, I mean, Brandon definitely said that. But yeah, no, it's nice. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> you, it, you just said it with a female voice. Yeah. Yes. So then it goes into, armed with these two lists, you can begin searching for the best place to layer your new habit into your lifestyle. Habit stacking works best when the cue is highly specific and immediately actionable. Many people select cues that are too vague. I made this mistake myself when I wanted to start push-up habit. My habit, uh, I wanted to start a push-up habit. My habit stack was when I take a break for lunch, I will do 10 push-ups. At first glance, that sounded reasonable, but soon I realized the trigger was unclear. Would I do my push-ups before I ate lunch? After I ate, uh, after I ate lunch? Where would I do them? After a few inconsistent days, I changed my habit stack to when I close my laptop for lunch, I will do 10 push-ups next to my desk and big woody gone. And it's, it's, you know, that makes sense. Cause sometimes like if you try to start a habit and then the habit fails in the first mm-hmm. couple days, you either stop mm-hmm. or you have to kind of sit there, reconsider what you're doing and then start anew. Yeah. Cause it's kind of like, you know, I want to write down the TikToks that I'm going to do in theory. It sounds really good. Yeah. But I'm not giving myself a clear enough message as to yeah, when I'm going to do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't make them so vague. Yeah. yeah. You know, have a purpose behind them and then do it. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you have such a purpose behind it, then you kind of just want to do it more. Well, just like for you, Brendan, with your habit, you know, with what you're trying to do is like wake up. I think if you have like a real clear intention of what you're going to the benefits of you waking up earlier, it's going to help you implement that habit. Well, if I put a purpose of it as in I do... You know, like I need to start editing more videos. Yeah. You know, I'll have to do it in the morning. That's yeah. a clear cut of what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if I have a habit stacking of wake up, turn on the coffee maker, take a shower, then start editing. At that point, it would make it more important instead of very vague. Of exactly. just, I want to wake up. Exactly. That's so a really yeah. good way of looking at it. Putting something behind it that's a little bit more reasonable mm-hmm. instead of just like, oh, okay, if I wake up. Again, if I wake up so early, what's the point of waking up so early without anything? You're like, I could be asleep right now. I'm not doing anything. Doesn't matter to me. So it's just, it's more of just something like that. That's fair. That's good. Yeah. Mm. So Robert, I know that you're planning on doing like a little bit more um, content creating. When Mm -hmm. are you planning on doing that? In the morning when I wake up. Is that why you're waking up a little bit earlier? Yep. Mm. Yeah. And then on the last page of page 79, it just says... The first law of behavior change is to make it obvious. Strategies like implementation intentions and habit stacking are among the most particular ways to create obvious cues for your habits and design a clear plan for when and where to take action. And then I'm just going to go over the chapter summary. The first law of behavior change is to make it obvious. The two most common cues are time and location. Creating an implementation intention is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a specific time and location. The implementation intention formula is I will do said behavior at said time and said location. Habit stacking is a strategy you can use to pair a new habit with a current habit. The habit stacking formula is after I do said current habit, I will start said new habit. So like I was just saying, you know, even if I started a new habit and even if I did the implementation intention, so I will um, wake up at 730 in my apartment. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, I mean, that's just what I'm going to be doing. And then mm-hmm. if I do a current habit with a new habit, current habit is I wake up, take a shower and then new habit would be start creating more content. Yeah. So it's just, you, you take the implementation intention and then put it into as well as the habit stacking and then you create a whole new monster. Yeah. Your new habits are basically piggybacking on the ones you already do. Yeah. Yeah. 
I thought that, you know what, I mean, truthfully, um, in reading it again, I think the first time I read this chapter, it was like a little like, sure. you know, I didn't, it was much clearer this Well, we time. should just do every podcast twice. No. <laughs> no. You okay with, you're not okay with that? No. no you don't want to no, do it? No, but I actually, I really like reading and then talking a little bit, reading and talking a little bit. Yeah, no, it's, a, it gives Brandon a break because he read the whole, pretty, pretty much the whole chapter. Twice. Twice. Yeah, but you did really good both times. You're a really good reader. Thank you. You're yeah. Welcome. So um, I'm not too sure if everybody remembers, but um, I did talk about a red-tailed hawk that I could see out of my bedroom. Yep. I'm not eating it again. No, you're I not. I don't want any more okay, No, yeah. no, no. I, was like, I wasn't. No way in hell. No, it's a red you should. I was telling Natasha, you should have seen the shit that she wanted us to eat. It was this fucking block of guava jelly fucking, it was like, it was like, you know, like in the, the depression, you know that or, or World War One they had it was called um was it tack? Yeah. It's yeah. it's like it was um, like soap. It was like squishy soap. It's like squishy it was like squishy soap, yeah. It tastes like butt sack. Actually I was trying to show Natasha, where's it at? I threw it away. Oh, I threw it away. Yeah, it was expired. You, you had it? <laughs> You're going to give us expired No, I never was going to. I was never going to make you eat that. But before y'all, you know, put your foot down, I do want to let everybody know that I did get photographic proof that I could see a red-tailed hawk from my bedroom. Am I going to make Robert and Brandon um, eat something? Not again. They had tapioca pudding. Which actually tasted really good. Uh, Not the second bite. No? Not the second they bite. Had like, it, I think he got more of like little lumpy things. I know. I said it. First bite tasted like vanilla. Second bite tastes like ass. That's tapioca pudding. Yeah. Tapioca pudding is actually um, Bolivian for vanilla ass. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, but I was good. going to post, I, I took a video and I was going to post it on Instagram. So if you all want to take a look at the red tail hawk that I can see, it's not in the cul-de-sac. Brandon, you are correct. I've, but I've, it is Wait, we've all been telling you that. Well, now I finally am going to agree that you guys are right. It is across the street, though, in a tree. So, hmm. yeah. So we're, but we're all wrong. Well, the location of the tree was across the street. Ah. So, but you know what? In theory, I was kind. Of, I was there. I watched you guys eat the tapioca pudding. So we both won. Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go. Well, yeah. So I hope everybody has a great week. Um, as always, I appreciate. Um, I know we all appreciate you. Hopefully you are enjoying this and remember, um, have a good new habit. And if you have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can reach out to me on Instagram at gray hair and tattoos. Uh, I am don't die disco on all platforms, Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. And Robert is Robert, Robert Pike, Pike on Instagram and Sherbert on YouTube and TikTok. So you guys take care. Love you. Bye. Bye.